You're listening to the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast with Vicky Marinka, a podcast where I have interesting conversations about careers in communications. Today I'm talking with Naomi Smith. Naomi's career started in HR for Goldman Sachs before she moved into PR in 2017, so she's relatively new to the profession, but is certainly making her mark. Today we're going to talk about navigating a career in PR as a millennial. So far on the podcast, I've spoken to professionals who've been in the industry for several years. I wanted to get a perspective from someone who's building her career and facing the challenge of standing out in an ever-competitive field. Welcome, Naomi. Lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Vicky. It's an absolute delight and I'm looking forward to contributing. Fantastic. So I always start by asking a couple of questions which give you the chance to introduce yourself. So let's dive in with those. First of all, give me your elevator pitch and how you describe yourself to strangers. So by day, I do regeneration, communications and community engagement with a focus on uh, construction communications. Uh, So I'm the day-to-day lead for four live projects at work. And it's really, really important that we do both elements of communications and community engagement uh, so that residents and stakeholders know what's going on, particularly in their area. And give me a potted history of your career in just a few sentences. So I graduated in 2016 with a first-class degree from um, Coventry University in Business Management. I returned back to Goldman Sachs after a successful summer internship as a HR business partner um, to two divisions across EMEA, which was great. But after that, I wanted to focus more on a career in communications. And from there, I have done a few different comms roles from communications coordinator, where I was promoted within 10 months to communications manager, to a digital communications lead, and to where I am now, which is agency side as an account executive. Now, I and many of my peers many years ago fell into PR through serendipity. When you ask people my age how they got into PR, they always say, oh, I just fell into it. And I admit that on my first day in the job, I had to ask someone what PR is. So I want to know, did you choose PR or did PR choose you? So I would say that I chose PR. And the reason being that during my HR days, I was exposed to internal comms a lot. And it made me think, oh, I quite enjoy this. Let me explore what the rest of communications has done. So through the pivoting uh, that I've done, uh, whether it's digital or internal comms or general comms, I've realized that this is definitely the career path for me, but that's been through discovery and exploration. So you you left that great job in HR to move into PR. What was the appeal about communications and and perhaps, you know, what weren't you getting from HR? Yeah, so I really enjoyed HR because of the strategic and the bigger picture. um, And also, I guess, the impact on the organization and in some cases, the industry. However, I wanted to be able to use like my creative mindset a lot more. And I'm not saying that you can't do that in HR, but I feel like it's something that I may have not looked into as much when I was at university level. With comms, there is a lot of influence that you can do um, and you can change people's lives through communications, particularly with what I'm doing in regeneration. It's so important. So it appeals to me because I feel like I'm continuously growing in comms. There's so many different areas to explore, as I have explored. It just keeps me on my toes, and I like it. Do you think that your start in HR gave you a grounding or an understanding of communications that perhaps other people don't have at your level? Absolutely. So the first thing I would uh, say is understanding culture. Uh, So, for example, when I was in HR, I got exposure to restructuring 
I also got exposure to different regions, um, like EMEA, for example, being a HR business partner to two divisions there, and also having to work across like a global timeline with the likes of New York and Japan, and understanding all the intricate kind of parts that all fit together to make a culture globally. So I think that that's very, very helpful in terms of understanding the bigger picture. But I would also say HR and communications really do go hand in hand. Um, I think to uphold a brilliant culture, there needs to be that communication. Um, and it needs to not necessarily always be from the top down, but it needs to be um, from the bottom up. So I'd say that that's another aspect that has been quite helpful. And I think just more from a psychology and organizational behavior perspective, understanding people and their motivations and the different motivations of different divisions and departments and how it ties into the bigger picture. So you've heard me talk a lot about the bigger picture. And I think that that's like the key theme here. So when my generation was job searching um, at the beginning of our careers, employers valued loyalty and we tried not to move around too much. That seems to have changed with younger people moving to the next opportunity at a faster pace. Now, at the risk of making you the spokesperson for an entire generation, um, how does one plan a communications career these days? I've done my career a little bit different. I haven't stayed in a company and gone from being, you know, like a comms officer and account exec all the way up to the top. Let me give you some context. When I was at university, I focused my dissertation on um, organisational behaviour, particularly focusing on millennials and organisational commitment. And the sorts of companies that I was looking at were the Times Top 100 companies. And what I found from the results of my dissertation, because it was first-hand data that I collected, is that millennials in particular were looking for the social value side of things. It's not necessarily just about how much money you'll earn and how quickly you'll go up the ladder. It's about making an impact. So that's why when I was at Goldman, I really felt like I was making an impact and that really appealed to me. I think bringing it back to the question, there's different ways to do careers. And for me personally, I've always seen my 20s as a way to get as much experience as I can in different organisations before I wanted to settle down um, and to really commit to a company. And the reason for that is just to be able to level up when it comes to my experience, my skills. I have never really followed a traditional career pathway. I constantly want to grow so I will expose myself to as many opportunities to grow as I can because I don't you know the kind of linear career path that's absolutely fine and I appreciate that that works for some people and I don't knock that but for me I like a lot of variety I like to learn I like to grow I like exposure to different things where I'll, I'll level up on leadership or emotional intelligence and I found that the way that I've gone about my career by pivoting by experiencing digital communications by being a communications manager already and then moving to agency side, like everything that I've done has got me to the position where I am today. And we're not even starting to talk about extracurriculars yet. We're just talking about the jobs that I've done. So I think it's important. And I think you're going to see a, a few more people doing that, especially with the economy at the moment and COVID and kind of looking ahead and looking at the jobs market. But I think it's really important to just get exposure to different industries rather than just staying in one industry. What skills do you think graduates should be developing to have a successful communications career? Graduates can focus on the bog standard bread and butter skills such as copywriting and media relations and stakeholder engagement. I think these are all core skills that graduates should be focusing on before they even start their scheme, whether that's external reading or other things that will help them to get there. However, I'm going to say something a little bit different. So I really want to emphasize data uh, skills, particularly data analysis 
Um, and when we think about the PR industry and the work that, for example, AMEC have been doing on measurement and evaluation, I really want to emphasize that measurement is not just for managers, it is for everyone. And the way how the industry is moving and the way how technology is starting to influence PR, I think it's very, very important that on top of those core skills, that data is definitely another one for consideration. And um, whether that is Google Analytics and understanding that from a digital perspective, to whether it's understanding the Barcelona principles, like on a very kind of top line level, I think it's important and I think the future of PR is going to be so focused on showing success to clients or internal stakeholders and I think data is going to be a key part of it and it's one thing looking at a data set but it's another thing knowing the nuances of that data how that data has been produced and particularly processed because there's different ways but also being able to explain and to be able to predict the future and that's something that I've been working on personally. And have you taken courses to understand data or was that something that you did at university? Yes. So at university, we had two data related modules, uh, which I enjoyed. However, I have taken a particular focus on improving my data skills. So I have done Google Analytics for beginners. And over December, I will be redoing my Google Analytics for beginners and hoping to do the advanced course shortly afterwards, because I think it's important in our team. We use Google Analytics, particularly with our website and understanding our audience when it comes to regeneration and how they're interacting with the copy that we put on there. But then I've also been doing an MBA alternative by Jolt called Not an MBA, where I've had great exposure to uh, data visualization, which is brilliant, and also using data in a business setting, plus lots more training at work um, and personal courses I've done online as part of my CIPR CPD. Can you tell me about your work with the CIPR and can you start with explaining what the CIPR is for those people that aren't perhaps in this sector? Absolutely, Vicky. So the CIPR is the Chartered Institute of Public Relations, and they are one of two bodies, professional bodies within our industry that look to uphold professional standards. After joining in September, I got involved with the Local Public Services Committee. So I applied to join and I've been on that committee for the whole of this year. And it's been particularly interesting with COVID-19 and the impact of that on the public sector. I'm working with the team on initiatives to essentially help communicators across the UK how to handle that. And then afterwards, I joined the Knowledge Panel as Vice Chair, which has been an absolute privilege as someone who loves learning, who's interested in career development, not only for myself, but people that are coming up through the ranks. It has been great because we're really talking about how knowledge is perceived in the industry and we're not trying to do anything we're not trying to replicate we are trying to reach a new standard when it comes to learning in january 2021 i will be joining cipr council i believe i'm the youngest who's going to be joining um, with this particular cohort i'm really looking forward to it because it will be a chance to understand more the strategic side of the institute as well as making an impact not only on practitioners but the future of our industry Congratulations on being elected. That's really amazing. Well done. Thank you very much, Vicky. It's an absolute honour. And I hope to represent diverse uh, practitioners as well as like upcoming practitioners. And that leads me really nicely on to my next question, which is, what is your experience of being a black woman in the communications industry? So my experience being a black woman in the communications industry has been very interesting. I think it's been challenging when we look at the CIPR annual state of the profession report. It is reported that 
I think it's roughly 9% of the industry uh, is assumed to have come from a BME background. And I, I appreciate that that's an estimate, but when I actually look at the industry, I don't necessarily see a lot of people that look like me. I would like to see more black people, more BAME people represented in PR. And I think there is some great work that is happening at the moment, um, particularly BME PR pros, um, the Black Comms Network. There are a number of organizations that are doing great things, but I feel that we often talk too much about getting people that are diverse in, and we don't necessarily talk about keeping them in because there are enough uh, BAME individuals that are usually at junior level, account exec, communications officer. But as we rise up the hierarchy, they start to trickle out. And the question is, well, why? And what are we doing in collaboration with HR to understand this even further? And what are we doing to make organizations more inclusive where people can actually bring their real selves? Because realistically, there is aspects of like code switching that happens when you're in particular, particular environments. And I don't necessarily feel like I can always be myself, but I am determined to have a successful career because if it means that more people behind me are gonna see PR as an industry to enter, especially when we're looking at black men who I feel like are non-existent in this industry, then so be it because I want to be a role model and I wanna motivate people and say, hey, you can have a brilliant career. Yes, there are gonna be aspects that are tricky, but if we all keep pushing, we're gonna get there. So as a CIPR council member, do you feel that you can do anything to build the careers of BAME individuals and help them rise up? That's an interesting question. I would like to think so. I would really like to give a shout out to the CIPR uh, Diversity and Inclusion Network, which is run by Admiral Lee. They have been doing some excellent work and a lot of influencing within the PR industry about improving things exactly like you just said, right? The career paths of BAME individuals and aspects of equality and inclusion. I'm still understanding my remit on council because I'm being onboarded at the moment, but I really do hope to make an impact when it comes to that, because if I'm on council and I can't make an impact, then I guess what is the point? Uh, so I'm really keen to work with fellow council members to see how we can improve not only the recruitment of BAME individuals into the PR industry, but also the retention and the successful progression. Um, and I'm also working on a few initiatives outside of the CIPR on this too. So where do BAME people go and at what level do they leave? Is there any research on that? I think it's worth flagging the CIPR Race and PER report that came out a few months ago. And it did a bit of a deep dive into a number of BAME practitioners and their experience in the PR industry and how some of the respondents were talking about they don't necessarily see a career in, in PR in the future and other respondents talking about the impact of the organisational culture that they're in with regards to their future. I think it goes back to what I was saying before, which is that we really need to look internally at what is going on from a cultural perspective, because anyone can get any job, but if the culture isn't right and the culture isn't accepting of you as an individual and the excellence that you bring, then there's a problem there as far as I'm concerned. And it's about getting the best out of all people. And it's about leveling that playing field, because let's be realistic, that playing field is nowhere near level. Now, I usually ask people about the campaigns that they feel they're most famous for, but because you're quite new to the sector, I'm going to ask you what you would like to be remembered for. So looking forward in the future. Okay, I would say that I would like to be remembered as an individual who is always trying to push through the barriers that try to hold BAME people back. And that's really, really important that because sometimes 
you have to explore lands that hasn't necessarily been explored before, especially as a BAME individual, as a black woman like myself. And those experiences can be tricky to navigate and they can be painful at times where you don't necessarily feel understood. However, the more we keep pushing and the more we start to occupy these spaces is I feel like the more the next generation is going to be like, yeah, like I want to try this out and I feel inspired and I see role models. And it's really, really important for me to be a role model, um, not only to those who are up and coming, but to those who are at my level as well. Name a well-known person you admire for their communication skills. Absolutely. So straight away, Michelle Obama came to my head. I absolutely love Michelle Obama because she is just so inspirational. She's a role model. It doesn't matter what gets thrown at her, whether it's positive or negative, the way how she carries herself is just beautiful and it's graceful. In a lot of situations where people may have tried to call her out, she has just still responded in like a really beautiful and graceful way. And I think that's important, right? Because you don't necessarily want to be brought down to that level if it's like something negative. So I really appreciate that about her and her background is, is stunning like and is amazing. And I understand why she is the person she is now. I also want to say that she has really, really great delivery when she delivers a speech, whether it's just the gestures, whether it's the pauses, whether it's like certain aspects of the speech writing that is incorporated. It, you can tell that there is a lot of detail that's gone onto it. And I think generally speaking, I like her brand. And I think her brand management is really, really on point. So that would be my role model, Michelle Obama. She's never confrontational, is she? She's always so poised, no matter what's thrown at her. Absolutely. What advice would you give to someone just starting their comms career or looking for their first communications opportunity? There's a number of things I would say. So get as much experience as you can, especially if you're young and you know, you're in your, your 20s. And even if you're not even in your 20s and you're new to the, um, new to the industry, just explore. Don't pigeonhole yourself straight away in your comms career because you might discover something. You might be in media relations and you might discover community engagement is more for you and vice versa. So I think it's important to get as much exposure and as much experience as you can. But I would also say, think about your personal brand and think about how that relates to your PR career. So for example, my Twitter about a year ago was really random and generic. Whereas now, as I've started getting involved in the CIPR, as I've been involved in so many other initiatives, I've started tweeting about stuff that's more related to PR. And as a result of that, I'm having a great conversation online with a number of people that I never thought would even follow me. So I think it's important to look at that and add to that point, it's really, really cheap to make a website or if you don't want to pay, just make a free WordPress, get your thoughts out there and start a discussion from that. You know, We all bring unique things to PR. And I think that as someone who is Lou, there is no harm in sharing what your thoughts are on the future of PR or, okay, if something is happening right now, like a PR situation, like, okay, this is how I would have handled it. It's your blog, it's your, your area to share your thoughts. So I'd highly recommend that. And finally, I would say network. It's not necessarily about networking with people that are like super senior. I would say do a variety of networking, people that are at your level or who have done like an internship. Uh, people that are senior, even recruiters like yourself, Vicky, to understand what the landscape is from a HR perspective. I think it's really, really helpful for building that kind of commercial acumen that you mentioned previously. It's been a very challenging year. What predictions do you have for the future of communications? I agree. It has been a challenging year. 
for the future of communications, I feel like we're going to have to show our value even more. So I know there's been a lot of talk about communications at the top table. And I feel like that's great that, that progress is being made on that because as Jenny said on Twitter, it's not necessarily just being at the table, but it's actually being able to influence that table. And I think that kind of distinction, the, that distinction is very, very important. So I think more work will continue on that. We'll have to show more value. And this is where the whole data analysis skill set comes in um, because how are you meant to show your value? You can't just say, oh, you know, that piece of coverage landed well. You know, you need to be able to justify the amount of work that went into that and, the, you know, the final output for your client. I would say because of COVID-19, it's inevitable and we've seen already there will continue to be job cuts in, in communications and PR, which saddens me because I feel like we're such a valuable function. We've shown that value throughout the whole pandemic. But I am optimistic and I do feel like there are aspects of PR, which we've already seen in terms of convergence with the marketing industry. There will be more overlap, in my opinion, which is why at the moment, I'm trying to speak to some of my colleagues that are in marketing to understand, like, OK, so what like, what, what do you do here? And, oh, OK, I do this, too. And like, actually understanding like where there are commonalities so that if there's another area that I can improve on, that's from a marketing perspective, then I can speak to them and I can continue to level up my skills and my knowledge and my experience. So do you think you might have a future career in marketing? I see myself in PR. However, um, it's, it's really funny that you mentioned this. I'm looking to start a master's in PR or marketing in 2022. And I was speaking with the chair of the knowledge panel, Sarah, who's wonderful. And I said to her, what master's should I go for? And she said, realistically, try and go for something that's broad. It doesn't have to be PR. The, the more you can broaden your knowledge, the better. So I could be a marketing, but I really do enjoy what I'm doing at the moment with regeneration communications and community engagement. Um, so I think you'll see me sticking around for a little bit longer, but I do have aspirations to go into academia later on in my career so that I can start teaching some of the stuff I've been learning on the grounds because I think it's important for the new generation uh, of PRs. Thank you so much, Naomi. It's been really fascinating talking to you. You've been listening to the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. If you'd like to get hold of me, I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook with the handle The DSTM Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give me some stars or leave me a review. And don't forget to subscribe for more interesting conversations about careers and communications. Until next time, thanks for listening.